0: Welcome to this BJSM Podcast. My name is Brooke Patterson and today I will be chatting with Associate Professor Deirdre McGee about breast injuries and breast health. Deirdre is a sports physiotherapist and she leads the Breast Research and Education Area of the Australian Institute of Sport, Female Performance and Health Initiative. Deirdre is really a world-renowned leader in this area and she's been researching breast health biomechanics for the past 20 years She has written guidelines for Sports Medicine Australia on breast support and bra fit for female athletes and has recently led the development of a freely accessible web-based app, Sports Bra, to help guide female athletes on breast support and bra fit. Welcome, Deirdre. Thank you. Now, a lot of your research has focused on breast support and bra fit. Is bra fit Actually, a problem for women who are participating in sport and exercise? And what are some of the consequences of an ill fitting bra?
1: Well, our research at Breast Research Australia has found that for active women, approximately 85% are wearing the wrong bra. And at an elite female population, 50% are wearing the wrong size bra. And research that's been conducted in the UK at the University of Portsmouth has found very similar results. A correct bra fit is essential for any sports bra designed to function according to its design. So the most supportive bra on the market, if you wear it in the wrong size, it'll limit that bra's ability to limit breast motion as it is designed to. And sports bras that are ill-fitting are also uncomfortable to wear and can distract an athlete from their sport by needing to adjust their bra or change the way they move their arms or their trunk because their bra is uncomfortable. Because women wear bras for such long durations, a bra that's uncomfortable is actually an important issue.
0: So if patients are needing help in this area um, with bra fit, what should clinicians do?
1: So clinicians should assess the breast support and the bra fit of their female patients. And Breast Research Australia has made several evidence-based and freely accessible resources that can educate athletes, coaches, and clinicians on breast support and correct bra fit during exercise. These include the Sports Bra app, which is freely accessible, exercise and breast support guidelines that we've developed in conjunction with Sports Medicine Australia, and we're actually developing an, a whole online educational module on breast health, breast support and breast injuries in female athletes with the Australian Institute of Sport and the Female Performance and in Health Initiative.
0: Thanks, Deirdre. Some pretty damning stats there. Now, I know you're very passionate about the role clinicians and in particular physiotherapists have to play in bra What types of patients and how does the conversation come up and can you give clinicians a few practical tips about what they should look for? And for the women uh, listeners, uh, perhaps you can talk through how they might check their own bra fit at home as as you go through it.
1: Well, as a sports physiotherapist, when I've been observing my athletes' training and in competition, I've actually observed the breast movement and then when they come in there, Being assessed for any other shoulder or neck or back injury and I observe them with their bra on I actually look at that bra to see does it fit correctly and is it supportive so in terms of bra the quick things a clinician can look for in terms of fit the band should be firm but comfortable and shouldn't ride up as your patient moves their arm so if it looks like it's if it, they complain it's too tight or it looks like it's digging into the flesh of their trunk, it could be too small. And when they move their arms, if it slides up and down their trunk, it's a sign that it's too big. Because the bra band is the primary part of the bra that actually supports the weight of the breast, it's really important that that fit is right. In terms of the bra cups, they should completely cover all of the breast tissue. That's the breast tissue near the armpit and the breast tissue at the top of the breast, and that's just inferior to the clavicle. And the breast should be compressed against the chest wall. So if you see breast tissue bulging over the top of the bra or the bra near the armpit, that's a sign that the bra cup is too small. And if there are wrinkles in the bra cup fabric or it's gaping, then that's a sign that the bra cup is too big. So... If the, bra is, the breast is not completely covered or the bra cup is too big, there can be relative movement between the bra cup and the breast during exercise and, and so it won't limit breast movement. In terms of the straps, they need to be firm but comfortable. So if they're digging into the flesh of the shoulders or they feel too tight, that can be a sign that they are too tight. And if they're sliding off the shoulders, it can be a sign that they're too loose. If bra straps cannot be adjusted in the bra the athlete is wearing and they don't fit correctly, then the athlete needs to purchase a new bra. There are different bra designs that have adjustable strap length and these designs are more suitable for athletes who are experiencing issues related to bra strap length. Underwire in a sports bra is personal preference and is related to aesthetics. It's not an essential requirement for a sports bra to provide a high level of breast support. If an athlete's bra has underwire, then that underwire must be sitting on the sternum at the front of the bra and the ribs near the armpit. It should not be sitting on breast tissue. A simple test is just to push on the underwire gently. And it should, if it springs back, under your fingers then it's likely to be on breast tissue whereas if you feel something hard that it's hitting then it will be on the ribs or the sternum. If an athlete cannot find an underwire bra to fit them correctly then clinicians need to advise them not to wear an underwire sports bra and athletes with larger breasts and broader breasts have more difficulty finding underwire sports bras to fit them correctly.
0: What I'm wondering is if you observe it or you think that the bra fit may be related to a neck or shoulder problem, how do you actually explain to that patient in front of you why you're then going to go and start talking about their breasts and their bra?
1: You often need to sell to an athlete why they need to improve their breast support because they may perceive that they don't, they don't need to. What we've found is that when women are wearing insufficient breast support, that they tend to move their trunk and arms differently to inherently apply some additional support to their breasts, and that's because the breasts have only the skin covering them and fascia within the breasts to support their mass. So when when the body moves, when the trunk and the arm move, so do the breasts. So we really need an external form of breast support to help limit that movement and free up the movement of the trunk and the arms. The weight of the breast also tends to pull the trunk forward. So in order to efficiently hold your trunk upright so that your shoulders and your scapulas are in a good position so those muscles work effectively around the trunk and the arms, a sports bra can definitely help to support that breast weight and improve posture. So in order to free up the movement of the trunk and support the weight of the breasts, a supportive sports bra is a definite asset for any female athlete.
0: That's great advice. So, yeah, really bringing it back to the performance benefits.
1: The other thing that athletes need to pay attention to is how many times their breasts bounce. So if if an athlete runs for an hour, breasts will bounce about 10,000 times. So if she's doing hours of training a week that's involving running or jumping, breast support should really be uh, considered to be a, a, a piece of sporting equipment to try and support her breasts during that activity.
0: And, Deidre, tell us a little bit more about the app for clinicians to check it out if they are trying to help patients or um, for women themselves to have a look at.
1: uh, The Sports Bra app is a quick and easy way that clinicians can upskill themselves in the areas of breast support and bra fit. It has photos and videos that clearly explain the different types of sports bra designs commercially available It goes through the characteristics to look for in a supportive sports bra and criteria of how to assess whether a bra is fitting correctly. Um, That it's really important that sports medicine clinicians consider sports bras to be a piece of sporting equipment, not a piece of underwear. And that sufficient breast support and correct bra fit are fundamental female specific requirements in order to maximise the health and the performance of their female athletes.
0: Absolutely. And you mentioned the app. Is there anything else that you could point the listeners into if they wanted to do some more reading or learning in this space?
1: Um, On top of the app, we've also developed guidelines for Sports Medicine Australia on exercise and breast support for active women. And we're In the process of developing with the Australian Institute of Sport, Female Performance and Health Initiative, a broader educational module on breast health and breast injuries, which sports medicine clinicians could use to upskill themselves in this area.
0: If we switch a little bit more towards um, breast injuries and are breast injuries a problem for female athletes participating in contact sports?
1: Definitely. Breast... Bruising, swelling, and pain caused by a direct impact or blow to the breast have only recently been identified as female-specific sports injuries experienced more by female athletes involved in contact sports. Within the female football codes in Australia, Breast Research Australia has found the prevalence to be as high as 58%, and most, and that's 90% of injuries were not reported reported, or detected by injury surveillance systems. Not surprisingly, a bruised, swollen and painful breast was perceived by these athletes to negatively affect their athletic performance. So we've identified their occurrence in the football codes and combat sports in Australia, but they've also been identified to occur in basketball, soccer, softball and volleyball in America.
0: Um, so for clinicians who are working with women playing contact sports, uh, what do they need to know about breast injuries? And you mentioned the under-reporting, um, You know, How do they treat them? Are there any serious longer-term consequences that we know about yet? Okay.
1: We do not know how widespread these injuries are amongst different sports because we've only recently identified that they occur. Female athletes have not been reporting them and our current injury surveillance systems have not enabled them to be recorded as injuries. Clinicians working with females playing in contact sports need to be aware, however, that they do occur, and they need to normalize the conversation with their athletes that breast injuries occur and that they need to report them so they can be properly managed. Clinicians can play an active role to educate coaches to watch out for breast injuries occurring during training and competition so that they follow up with their athletes and ensure that they seek medical assistance when required. We have limited data on the serious long-term consequences of breast injuries. Research from trauma from seatbelt injuries in car accidents, however, has identified breast fat necrosis as a potential consequence of direct breast trauma. At this stage, we have no evidence to suggest that breast trauma can increase the risk of breast cancer, which is important to communicate to our female athletes and the female community. However, there has been instances where breast fat necrosis has been misinterpreted as breast cancer on scans. The treatment of breast trauma involves management of the soft tissue swelling, bruising and bruising and pain using standard police principles. So the protection, the P, protect the breast from further trauma. So we may need to guide the athlete on what activity they should be participating or involved in with this injury, provide additional padding or protection to the breast, particularly if we are allowing them to continue to play following their breast trauma. We need to ensure that we have optimal load, the o- OL that we increase a level of breast support while the breast is swollen to minimize breast motion and to assist with swelling management. and then standard ice you know um, uh, um, ice compression elevation to assist with the bruising and swelling and so physiotherapists are the ideal clinicians to try and look after this soft tissue injury. Doctors also need to consider pain management as required during these uh, breast injuries. And they also need to follow up to ensure that the normal breast tissue structure is restored once the injury resolves.
0: That that was a great overview, Deirdre. Um, Do you think sports medicine clinicians have a role to play in breast injury prevention?
1: They have an important role in any sports injury prevention and management. And breast injuries are a female-specific sports injury, particularly for females involved in contact sports. Clinicians can upskill themselves in this area by resources such as the educational module that the Australian Institute of Sport is developing through the Female Performance and Health Initiative, which guides clinicians, athletes, and coaches on breast support, breast health, and breast injuries. And also the Australian Exercise and Sports Physicians Registrar Training Scheme has introduced education modules specifically for female-related sports issues, which breast support and breast injuries is part of. So requesting the incorporation of such training into sports medicine training and professional development is another way clinicians can get upskilled.
0: And you mentioned before the underreporting and the lack of ability to report uh, breast injuries in current injury surveillance systems. So what would you like to see done in the, that area of research?
1: I think there needs to be modifications to the regions that are highlighted for athletes so that breast becomes an area that can be highlighted because it doesn't fit into a category of leg, arm, et cetera, or um, muscle strains, ligament sprains, et cetera. Injury surveillance systems need to be modified to include the region of the breast as a category area and also some breast injury specific questions to ensure that these injuries are recorded. I think, you know, where to go to next, you know, one to me is raise awareness. So the ones that are occurring get reported and we actually help those athletes. And then two is modify injury surveillance so we get these injuries recorded. And then third is we need more data on how frequently these injuries are occurring, the true incidents and how severe they are And we need to do that across various sports because it's going to be different in different sports. And then it's really important that key stakeholders are involved to develop strategies to prevent these injuries. Now, that's going to involve research into the mechanisms and forces involved, but it's also going to involve coaching and Uh, training strategies and regulations by sporting organisations in order to really get on top of breast injuries for female athletes.
0: Now, there are lots of different breast protective wear out there on the market now. What is the evidence behind their effectiveness in terms of reducing injury and impact?
1: Um, But because breast injury research is so new, like we have very limited evidence on the effectiveness of any protective breast equipment to reduce the impact of the forces experienced by the breasts during direct contact breast injuries. So we have no idea of the forces that induce these injuries and therefore what is required to try and attenuate those forces. Our limited research has found that only a small percentage of female athletes involved in contact sports actually wear any protective equipment, that there's limited guidelines provided by sporting organisations on what protective equipment women are actually allowed to wear for various sports, and that females are commonly wearing male-specific protective equipment, and they perceive that, not surprisingly, to be ill-fitting and uncomfortable. So at this stage, the evidence for wearing breast protective equipment is really limited. There's limited biomechanical research that's been done that has methodological limitations on the ability of breast protective equipment to actually attenuate any forces. So we're really relying on the perceptions of athletes of improved confidence, or perceived protection by wearing protective equipment.
0: To finish off Deirdre, can you leave the listeners with three key takeaways?
1: My first key takeaway would be to change our thinking about sports bras that they're pieces of sporting equipment not just pieces of underwear secondly that sufficient breast support and correct bra fit be considered a fundamental requirement for all female athletes and active women in order to maximise performance, breast health and participation in physical activity and sport. And lastly, there really is a need for us to increase the awareness of breast injuries for female athletes in contact sports and improve our management and prevention of these injuries.
0: Thank you so much for joining us, Deidre. For the listeners, you can reach out to Deidre and access the resources she mentioned in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this BJSM podcast. We hope you have a physically active day.